It's Monday. Tetvav Kislev, Tafshin Ayin Dalid. We are coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Sanderson. Bowie Motek opens up the Israel show this week, this week's edition of the Israel show. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day and of your week, I should say. We have a great show coming up. We'll tell you uh, all about it. Besides the wonderful mix of music, we're going to bring you clips from NBC News about the amazing work that uh, Israel, the State of Israel, and Israel Defense Forces are doing in the Philippines on humanitarian aid, will uh, bring you our Hasbara highlight uh, by Dani Ayalone, very popular YouTube uh, video. We're going to bring you the audio of that, the truth about the so-called West Bank. We'll tell you about Yechiel Kadishai, who passed away this week, and of course, more great Israeli music. We're here every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, and around the world, wherever you are, we are there. And, of course, you can listen to us whenever you want on demand via the podcasts 
um, both uh, on NahumSiegel.com and uh, we have a podcast that you can subscribe to and we will post the link of the podcast on our Facebook page and that's the last feature I want to tell you about before we go to the next song, our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash The Israel Show, gaining popularity, 158 likes as of this morning. As uh, next week is our one-year anniversary, so we're at 158 likes. I'm hoping that by next week we'll definitely hit 160, hopefully get a little higher than that, and uh, we're very happy for that. We post on our Facebook page links to the video clips of many of the songs that we play during the show and um, other stories that we cover. For example, we will post the NBC News clip, or we'll post the... Dani Ayalon, Hasbara Highlight, The Truth About the West Bank. And last night we posted a clip about Yechiel Kadishai. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, and uh, enjoy all those things. Tell your friends to like our page. The more people that like it, the uh, better it is for all of us, as uh, the page then becomes more and more popular and gets rated higher and higher. We thank you for that. Back to the music. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here is Udi Davidi with Im Ein Anili Mili.
We posted the link to that clip on our Facebook page. And coming up, Avi Toledano with Hora, which is a favorite amongst the uh, dance Israeli dance groups. I know that. And uh, that uh, gives me an opportunity to invite all the Israeli dance groups to uh, get in touch with us. You can reach me at mayor, M-E-I-R, mayor at nachumsegel.com, mayor at nachumsegel.com. Uh, we will be happy to play music that you request and then make announcements of yours and uh, introduce some of the songs that you are teaching. So um, we've done it with the Highland Park group led by Helena, and we'll be happy to do it for your group as well. Uh, coming up, Avi Toledano and Hora, that's what we said. But first, we will tell you that the Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. What an organization. Nefesh Benefesh is there. It provides for potential olim, employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, community-based guides and support, guidance and support, and need-based financial aid, which is so important to so many people who want to make aliyah, but find that financially it's a great burden and difficult for them to do. And in with doing all these things, Nefesh Benefesh makes each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. You know the charter flights? I don't know. If you haven't seen these uh, ceremonies online as the charter flight that is a specially commissioned El Al flight which comes into Israel filled with Nefesh Benefesh Olim, comes into this amazing ceremony greeted by friends and relatives on the Israeli side and dignitaries and music. It, it is an amazing, amazing scene. You have to see it on their website, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. You could see all the information about Nefesh Benefesh. And if you want to really be moved, see the kibbutz galuyot that we pray for every day actually happening well in front of your very eyes. Take a look at the Nefesh Benefesh welcoming ceremonies for Olim that are making Aliyah to Israel via Nefesh Benefesh. They have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Nefesh Benefesh. Visit them. Like them so you'll get all the news. The Israel Show, we are proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Revolutionizing Aliyah. 
Here's Avi Toledano with horror. We're going to paste the, uh, we're going to, we're going to post actually, post and paste the, uh, video clip link of this song on our Facebook page, as we do with uh, many of the other songs. And coming up after that, the NBC report, an amazing report about the Israel Defense Forces in the Philippines with their humanitarian efforts. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. with Hora here on the Israel Show. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day and a part of your week here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Immediately following us, Michael Fragan with Tech Talk, and then a great mix of Monday music, as we like to call it, a Monday music mix. There's a, and a retro live lunch. Mark Zamek is collecting... Um, Vintage, we'll call it. Vintage JM in the AM broadcasts from uh, everybody, anybody who might have some. 
and uh, making them into retro live lunches. Some of them have been met with um, great excitement. So stay tuned for that on the Nachum Siegel Network. NBC News, not usually known as a supporting voice by Friends of Israel, to say the least. But even NBC couldn't ignore the heartwarming dedication of Israel soldiers, members of Tzahal, of the Israel Defense Forces, who flew over 5,000 miles on a special El Al flight to the Philippines that was ravaged by this major storm, tsunami, which I'm sure you've all heard of, where thousands of people were killed and tens of thousands who have been injured, who are homeless, who are sick. It's amazing, amazing to me that... Um, the Arab countries, Saudi Arabia, oil-rich, Saudis, Qataris, Kuwaitis, I don't think they've sent any sort of delegation or money, financial aid. But little Israel, hated in Europe and all over the Muslim world, little Israel, thousands of miles from home, in a country they have little affinity to, bringing medical aid, saving lives. They did the same in Haiti. You'll hear that referenced in... Uh, in the report, they are expert at setting up mass units, these mobile hospitals, where they literally save lives and, as you'll hear, bring new lives. So this is the audio of the NBC report. We'll post the link to the NBC report where you can actually watch it. Shepsam Nachas, for a change Israel is getting, its goodness recognized Hardly ever happens. Here is the NBC News report. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's now been one week tonight since uh, Typhoon Haiyan became the most powerful storm ever to hit land. And, of course, we've now seen what it did to the Philippines. As of tonight, more than 3,600 people are dead, 1,200 missing, close to 2 million people displaced. Think about all the schools that are destroyed. Sadly, one week later, so many people are still waiting for help to reach them. Tonight, Dr. Nancy Snyderman is with a team of Israeli doctors who specialize in flying in to help the hardest-hit populations on Earth. They did it in Haiti, and tonight they're at work in the Philippines. And I know the Israelis were here for one reason. They've come to set up a mass unit. The question is, where are they? The Israelis just picked up people from a Philippine chopper, and there's a convoy headed this way. Are the Israelis over in that building? Yeah. The Israelis chose a hospital that wasn't in such bad shape, but it needed to have the roof repaired. They came in yesterday, made the repairs, and they're already seeing the first patients, all within 24 hours. Though damaged, this will serve as headquarters and house 60 Israeli doctors and nurses. As they always do, this strike team comes totally self-sufficient with enough medical supplies, food, and water. Why come to the Philippines? Because uh, it's a sense of helping your brothers wherever they are. So it doesn't matter your age, your color. The team is setting up a high-tech system to track each patient. 
but because there are so many people waiting, patients are identified with a slip of paper and a number. A week into this crisis, the medical problems are dehydration, diarrhea, respiratory illnesses, and many cases of fever in the children. Oh, you're, he's hot. Everyone has fevers today. All the children are hot. It's hard when your baby's sick. The town remains as the storm left it a week ago. Buildings destroyed, the water system broken. And it's brutally hot and humid. The stress shows on everyone. Young and old, the sick, and those who just want to be checked. More people than they can handle. How do you bridge that gap and still depart? You give what you can and then you go. We can't stay here forever. Three hours old. Congratulations, Mom. But even in this desperate situation, there's hope. A healthy baby's been born. His name, Israel. Dr. Nancy Snyderman, NBC News, Bogo, Philippines.
Yoram Gaon has not released yet, but is working on now. Songs by uh, Amir Benayun. That was Raktov Bishvilech. And before that, Sagiv Cohen, with a cover of an Israeli classic, Echze Shekochav Nolad. Beautiful stuff. Sagiv Cohen was just here in the States. Uh, gave a performance in uh, some of the major U.S. cities. High-tech exits. We've spoken about that numerous times here on the Israel Show. An exit in Hebrew, in Hebrew, 
An exit in Hebrew is when an Israeli high-tech company sells off to an uh, an American giant for a huge, insane amount of money. That's called Huasa Exit. And um, it's pretty amazing. So far this year, and this does not include, by the way, the latest exit that happened earlier this week, uh, last week, I'm sorry. So far this year, 20 Israeli high-tech and life sciences companies at varying degrees of maturity have been sold for a total of, are you sitting, a total of $4 billion, with a B, $4 billion. And this number does not include the sale of the Wertheimer, Steph Wertheimer's remaining stake in Yiskar, which was sold to Warren Buffett. Of course, the most prominent, which we've discussed also, was Google purchasing Waze for a billion dollars. And it's interesting that 2013, with its $4 billion in purchases, is not a record year. It's the third consecutive very good year for Israeli high-tech. In 2012, Israel comp- Israeli companies uh, were sold for a total of $3.9 billion. And in 2011, 36 companies were sold for $5 billion. Wow. But the peak year, by the way, in the past decade was 2006, 2006, totaling uh, total number of, um, well, the amount that was um, used to purchase Israeli companies. The total was $10.1 billion dollars in 2006, including the sale of two public companies, Mercury Interactives to Eula Packard and SanDisk Corporation. I'm sorry, M-Systems to SanDisk Corporation. It's amazing. It's, it's absolutely amazing. The, uh, not all the money enters Israel. A lot of the uh, money goes to investors, people who put capital into the companies, and they're not always Israelis. But it's a, it's a testament to Israel's amazingness ingenuity and the bracha that the state of Israel has. We're going to go to Shoshana Damari, speaking of classics. Dodi Lee, this is uh, by special request. One of the requests that we took last week just didn't get a chance to play. So here it is, Dodi Lee, Shoshana Damari, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ripa 
Classics, Shoshana Damari with Dodi Lee. I understand that she had a uh, one of our listeners pointed out that she put out an album with songs, the words of which entire, came entirely from Shir Hashirim, and this is one of them that was by request. So, uh, wow. Going back a long time brings back memories to many of you, and to some of you, it's just an introduction to uh, the person who was Shoshana Damari, a great Israeli Yemenite by, uh, by birth singer. Uh, we try to do this every once in a while. We call it Hasbara Highlights. Here on The Israel Show, we bring you the audio of a uh, YouTube clip, usually, which um, takes a topic of... Uh, current Israeli, Israeli situation and tries to explain it and bring you the facts so that you can understand it. And then, if you need to, you can combat some of the lies and misperceptions and misspeaks that are out there. And today's uh, Hasbara highlight comes from Dani Ayalon. At the time that he did this, he was the Deputy Foreign Minister of the State of Israel. This has gotten great uh, response on YouTube. It has uh, almost three quarters of a million, almost three quarters of a million views on YouTube, which is pretty amazing for something that's not a song. Israel-Palestinian conflict, it's called. The truth about the West Bank. I'll say the truth about the so-called West Bank. So here it is, Dani Ayalon, 
on The Israel Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Often on the news, we hear the terms occupied territories, 67 borders, and illegal settlements. And the story we usually hear sounds very simple. During the Six-Day War, Israel captured the West Bank from the Palestinians, refused the United Nations' demand to retreat, and illegally built settlements. But is that really the case? Let's try to understand the situation a little bit better. We'll start with a simple but extremely important question. From whom did Israel capture the West Bank? From the Palestinians? No. In 1967, there was no Arab nation or state by the name of Palestine. Actually, was there ever? Israel took over the West Bank from Jordan in an act of self-defense, after Jordan joined a war launched by Egypt and Syria to destroy Israel. Oh, by the way, destroying countries is rather illegal. The United Nations back in 1967 rejected repeated Arab and Soviet attempts to declare Israel as the aggressor. Security Council Resolution 242 did not demand a unilateral Israeli withdrawal. Rather, the United Nations called for negotiating a solution which would leave Israel with secure and recognized boundaries. In effect, defensible borders. But wait a second. What was Jordan doing in the West Bank in the first place? What was its legal justification? Well, Jordan had the, you know what, it had no legal justification. Jordan simply occupied it during its previous attempt to destroy the newly established state of Israel in 1948, changing the commonly accepted name Judea and Samaria to the West Bank. But that did not really convince anybody. And almost no one recognized the legality of Jordan's occupation, not even any of the other Arab states. So, if Jordan had no legal claim to the land, and a Palestine did not exist, Whose territory is it? Let's go a little further back in time. Don't worry, not to the days of the Bible, only about 100 years. Until 1917, the Ottoman Empire occupied the whole region. After losing in World War I, the Ottomans relinquished their 500-year control to the Allied forces, which decided to divide the old empire into countries. Britain's foreign minister, Lord Balfour, recognized the Jewish people's historical right to their homeland, a small area equivalent to about half of 1% of the Middle East was designated for this purpose. Britain received a mandate from the League of Nations to promote the establishment of a Jewish homeland. But wait a second, do you realize what happened? The Jewish homeland originally included not only the West Bank, but also the East Bank of the Jordan River. I guess you cannot say the Jewish people have not accepted some painful compromises already. Anyway, the League of Nations recognition of a Jewish homeland, which includes the West Bank, was reaffirmed by the United Nations after the Second World War. With the British mandate ending, United Nations General Assembly Resolution 181 recommended the establishment of two states, one Jewish and one Arab. The Jews accepted it and went on to create the State of Israel, while the Arabs refused the compromise and launched a war to destroy the newly established Jewish state. Resolution 181, a non-binding recommendation in the first place, remained with no legal standard. At the end of the war, a ceasefire line was formed, where the Israeli and Arab forces stopped fighting. At the insistence of the Arab leaders, this line was defined as having no political significance. 
So, although this line is commonly referred to as the 1967 border, it is not from 1967, and it was never an international border. This is why a more exact legal definition for the West Bank, according to international law, is really the same as in so many other areas where there are or were territorial disputes, but which are not defined as occupied. For example, Zubara, the Tams Islands, the Western Sahara, amongst many others. They are not considered occupied territories, but rather disputed territories. So, let's return for a moment to our illustration and examine the complete chain of events. Israel's presence in the West Bank is the result of a war of self-defense. The West Bank should not be considered occupied because there was no previous legal sovereign in the area. And therefore, the real definition should be disputed territory. The 1947 partition plan has no current legal standing, while Israel's claim to the land was clearly recognized by the international community during the 20th century. That is why the presence and construction of Israeli settlements in the West Bank should not be considered illegal. These are not just my own opinions. They are based on conclusions made by world-renowned jurists, like Professor Eugene Rastow, Justice Arthur Goldberg, and Stephen Schwebel, who headed the International Court of Justice. So what's the solution for the dispute over the West Bank? Unfortunately, there is no magic solution. But the only way a solution will ever be reached is if we base our negotiations on legal and historical facts. So please, let's stop using the terms occupied territories and 67 borders. They're simply not politically correct. I'm 
Yes, Kobe Peretz with Anima Amin here on the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day. Nefesh Benefesh has two events tomorrow in Florida, in Dania Beach, Florida, at the IGFA Fishing Hall of Fame and Museum, 300 Gulfstream Way. Both are at 7 p.m. One is an alias seminar for medical professionals and students. Medical students, that is. And the other is called Think Israel. It's a conference for students, young professionals, and young families. Topics include developing a career in Israel, finding and building your community in Israel, higher education. And the guest speaker will be Chaim Shachan, the Council General of Israel in Florida. And um, the medical event will allow you to meet. This is for... uh, medical professionals and medical students, you'll be able to meet with the head of licensing department of the Ministry of Health. Nefesh Benefesh Medical Professional Liaison will help you navigate the health system in Israel. If you want more information, go to their website, nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il, or call them at 1-866-4-ALIYAH, 1-866, the number 4, ALIYAH, A-L-I-Y-A-H. We are very proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Well, on Shabbat, at the age of 90, Yechiel Kadishai passed away. Insiders in Israel know the name Yechiel Kadishai, but uh, most people don't know him. He was very quiet, 
an humble man. But, for a number of years, during the prime ministership of Menachem Begin, he was probably one of the most powerful people in the state of Israel. See, Yechiel Kadishai was born in Poland in 1923, but came to Israel as an infant. He grew up in Tel Aviv, and he was raised in a family that had the values of Zev Jabotinsky and the Beitar movement. He served in the British Army in World War II. And immediately after the war, as part of his service, he was sent to aid Holocaust survivors. But the key to Yechiel Kadishai's life happens in 1964. The key event is that he becomes the secretary of the Chayrut movement. The Chayrut movement was a political party established by those who led the Etzel, the underground army of uh, the Irgun Tzva'ilu Umi, the Etzel, which was led by Menachem Begin. They established the Chayrut party after the state of Israel was established and violence was no more, not needed anymore. And when Yechiel Kadishai became the secretary of the Chayrut movement in 1964, he started working with Menachem Begin and he stayed at Menachem Begin's side as his friend, as his advisor, as his sounding board, as his confidant, until Menachem Begin passed away in 1992. When uh, Menachem Begin became Prime Minister in 1977, Yechiel Kadishai became Chief of Staff of the Prime Minister's Office. And during those years, more people got to see who this very special person, this very special Jew was. Here he was in the center of action in the Prime Minister's office. And would you believe that he came to work by bus? This is who he was. He was a quiet man. He was a humble man. He was a tsanua. He created few waves, but was in complete control of the situation and able to make and implement major local, national, and international decisions. He was Begin's sounding board and his advisor, and he often swayed, uh, swayed decisions. But this, this, what I'm about to tell you, I think is more than anything else who Yechiel Kadishai was. Because even though here he was at the height of power, he didn't become arrogant. His door was always open. And the simplest person who made a request found a responsive ear. Despite his uh, heavy burden as chief of staff of the prime minister's office, he found time to deal with and resolve simple personal problems of the ordinary Israeli citizens who had no, quote-unquote, protectia. My father uh, knew Yechiel Kadishai, my late father knew Yechiel Kadishai. I spoke with my mother, Tibadela Chaim Arukim, about it over the weekend. I know she's listening in. And my father always spoke about how Begin totally depended on Kadishai, 
And yet, Kadishai was so down-to-earth, so caring for everybody, so helpful to everybody. I'm going to post on our Facebook page a picture of my late father, David Weingarten, with Prime Minister Menachem Begin and Yechiel Kadishai in the Prime Minister's office. Menachem Begin gave his will for safekeeping, not to his family members, but to Yechiel Kadishai. That's an amazing statement. And Yechiel Kadishai stayed at Menachem Begin's side at all times until Menachem Begin passed away in 1992. Kadishai continued his philanthropic work and helped to raise the funds to build a major new building at Asafa Rafa Hospital. He was also one of the guiding lights in building the Begin Heritage Center, which we know as the Begin Museum in Yerushalayim. The Jerusalem Post, in their op-ed, writes, We will remember him as a gentle, quiet, and scrupulously honest person who had great insight and understanding and was the powerful anchor of the Israeli political world during the Begin regime. He was a humble but very effective public servant who devoted his life to his country. Amen. And so we remember today Yechiel Kadishai passed away this past Shabbat at the age of 90. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
עוד יש הרבה דברים שרציתי לעשות, את בטח תסלחי לי, גם בשנה הזאת עוד לא אהבתי די, הרוח והשמש על פניי, אהי, לא אמרתי די, ואם לא, אם לא עכשיו, אימתי, אהי, עוד לא אהבתי די, הרוח והשמש על פניי, אהי, לא אמרתי די, ואם לא, אם לא עכשיו, אימתי, Betty Pablo with Odloa Hafti Dai. We felt that to be an appropriate song and an appropriate cover of that song after the memorial to Yechiel Kaddishai. And we will close out this edition of the Israel Show with Pugi's famous Shir HaMakolet. Not before we say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Next year we... Next year. Next week. One week from today we will be celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Israel Show, and we thank you because you make it happen. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to our sponsors, Nefesh Benefesh. Visit their website, nbn.org.il. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Tech Talk with Michael Fragan follows this show on the stream. Stay tuned after that to the Nachum Siegel Network for a great Music Monday Mix, until next Monday, following JM and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. אני זוכר אותה, אני זוכר אותה גונה שם סולת, והיא נתנה לי להסיק לה את הקרן, גם ביקשה מלני בקבוקים של טמפו. אני זוכר אותה, אני זוכר אותה מהמקורת, אני זוכר אותה, אני זוכר אותה גונה שם סולת, אני זוכר אותה קונה שם לחם גימל, אני זוכר אותה מזמן מכיתה גימל,